1: show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. want to remind you about Davis Vision, giving you 1,000 reasons to get rid of those contacts or glasses. That's $1,000 off LASIK. Start your road to better vision at davisvisionmd.com or call today, 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Quick uh, NFL news, and we'll get to coach. Uh, Cowboys and Dak Prescott have uh, come to an agreement on a long-term deal. Gordon, four years, $160 million. 126 of that will be uh, guaranteed. So that's wow, what, uh, you, it, you know, uh, what is that, over 40 mil a year? Guaranteed is uh, a little over 40 mil, but if they if it goes to full value, it'll be, what, closer to 45? Am I doing my math right there? Not quite. The do- yeah,
2: it's close enough. The dollars in pro sports are unbelievable. Guaranteed,
1: it's a, it's a little less than 40, actually. Don't do math on yeah. the air.
2: Well, yeah. Well, we get the idea. First three years average
1: 42 mil per. Do
2: you, do you think Cowboys fans are ecstatic over this, or do you think? Uh, I don't know.
1: Do I don't know if it's the right move, frankly. If I were the Cowboys, I would have franchised him one more year while I look for his replacement, but that's just me. That's,
2: that's, that's quite a commitment.
1: Oof. Yeah, and I don't know. Is is he, you know, one of the upper echelon quarterbacks in the league even when he's healthy? I'd, I mean, he's a won, a lot, he's I won thought, a lot of games to his, yeah. to his credit. He has won games.
2: There was a time when I thought I, I would have believed that. But right now, I, I'm not certain. I don't know. I mean,
1: in a, in a world where Jared Goff took his team to the Super Bowl and then his team moved off him, what, a year and a half later? I don't I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go for the Cowboys. All right, yeah. let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, a longtime Jazz assistant coach. He's our good friend, Coach Cordy Chiesa. Coach, what's going on? Guys, I'm doing well. Thank you. Well, thanks for coming on, as always, Coach. If for no other reason... You get to hear a little Redbone. That's always
3: good. oh, very much one of my favorite songs back in 1974. In case you're wondering,
1: love it, absolutely love it. Hey, it hey, will hey. always remind me of you, Coach.
2: Thank you, Gordy. Can I ask you a question? We just talked with Chris Mannix about this because he's he covers boxing. Sure. But when you just mentioned 1974. Uh, I was talking to Jake about today's the 50th anniversary of that Muhammad Ali smoking Joe Frazier fight. Yes. And and I remember that so clearly when that happened. I mean, it, it seems like the sports world was absolutely on the edge of its seat. Do you recall that clearly? Very much. After, back in 1971, it was in the garden, McMaster
3: yeah. Garden. And uh, at that time, boxing was huge, especially the heavyweights. And Muhammad Ali was a was an incredible boxer, and Joe Frazier was uh, was very much to the task also. So with an unbelievable great rivalry, almost very similar to Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain in that vernacular.
1: Coach Chiaz is with us so ninety seven five and the zone. Let me ask you this, Coach: Does uh, do you like? watching an all-star game because i got to imagine the coach in you is bothered by the style of play but the appreciator of basketball in you probably loves the high-flying nature
3: very much yeah I, No, i enjoy it it's really it's an elite pickup game that's what it is so it's an exhibition game for the players and the fans and so, you know, there's very little defense. I get it. I understand it. And so the players are really showcasing their legs and their skills. And we saw that in yesterday with, with Giannis showing everybody uh, about how talented he is. And also it was uh, reminding people how great Stephen Curry is and, and how great former Weber State uh, uh, sensational player Damon Lillett. So, so next, what are the three takes from that game? Was Giannis... Was Giannis and uh, Stephen Curry and um, and Damian, but with the sentimental part with Michael Conley making the All Star team for the first time in 14 years, so that was special for him too.
2: Gordy, how do you think uh, Damian Lillard and Steph Curry that you mentioned there, if they had shown up in the early 80s in the NBA, I I, I wonder how coaches would have responded to them, given their a remarkable ability to hit those deep shots. I mean, that that just wasn't uh, that was kind of frowned upon back in the day, wasn't it? Very much, yeah. So the so the listeners right now, twelve eight of the zone, the
3: three point shot really came into vogue fifteen years ago. That's when all the teams really emphasized it, and now it's to the uh, ultra form of it. Now that's great, but back in the eighties and early nineties, more of a grind out game, and also it was uh, more physicality. So David Lilly and, uh, me, and uh, Stephen Curry, those guys have unbelievable ball skills. So besides the shooting range, which is literally uh, 37 feet, with they're snapping that wrist, what's, what makes them so special is how great they are as a dribbler. The only guy I can remember that could shoot like that with that range but off the dribble would be um, Mark Price. He was the only guy I could compare to in that era with that unbelievable pull-up jump shot from deep range, like 25 feet. But everyone else was basically more of a three-point shooter, but not with, but not with that distance.
1: Coach, uh, give us a couple of expectations you have for this Jazz club in the uh, second half of the season.
3: Well, right now they are the best record in basketball and the best record at home, 15-2. and two. So they're protecting their home court. The last few games has been interesting. They slipped defensively. And that's what they know that. And so now I'm sure in practice starts that they're going to address it to try to go back into a very sound defensive team. Jake and Gordon, the last four games, the Jazz are allowing defensively 123.1 points per game. Their regular season average before that was 107.8, which puts them fourth best in the NBA. So in that three- to four-game uh, skid, now one of the, I get it, one of those games was overtime. I understand that. But the Jazz have been outscored by 15 points, whether that being outscored or out, They couldn't guard the opposing team. So looking forward to the Jazz second half, their defense has to remain strong, which it will, and they've got to figure out uh, how to um, keep using their bench. So they're only nine deep they nine deep right now, which is good, and those nine guys are good. But we know that the Jazz have been relatively injury free. So for example, CJ McCullum has missed more games from the Portland Trailblazers than the whole Jazz nine player rotation. So just one guy on the Trailblazers who and those that guy's overachieving, meaning Portland, so we know that there might be an injury, whoever it might be, and that someone's got to really even go a further role or add somebody to help the Jazz as they try to be the best record in basketball.
2: Gordy, teams are going after Boyan Bogdanovich at the Jazz's defensive end. What can they do to help alleviate that?
3: Yeah, very much so. What happens is that he's getting beat, which is really surprising, even on bully ball so it's one thing getting beat Gordon off the dribble because you're you're slow footed slightly and your stance is um, inconsistent. But the most recent games they've been trying to post him up and he's they've been backing down. He's a strong guy. So he's gotta have better technique. Either at the at the point of contact, meaning at the point of pickup as far as giving a cushion on perimeter. But in the mid-post, where he should excel at, he has to be more physical and use his offhand to flick at the dribble to make the offensive player be more protective versus in a strike mode. Let's add to that. Donovan Mitchell, like always, pick-and-roll defense is paramount in the team's success. The Jazz lead the NBA in pick-and-roll offense as far as the most times in the game executing a ball screen. The flip side is that the Jazz – Jazz, have to improve themselves defensively. So whether you tight switch it, whether you play center field, whether you go over or under, they can get better by playing pick and roll defense. So Bondanovich, he has to get better himself. So does Joe Ingles. So does Dominic Mitchell, and, and really, and so does um, uh, Michael Conley. Royce has been terrific, and so's been, so, so been Rudy.
2: Jake, can I follow? Can I follow that up? Uh, I, I, how, I've heard Jake oftentimes say Gordy talk about players who get they, they, they hide them on defense. How do you hide a player? Well, you would hide them by
3: playing zone. So the Dallas Mavericks, sometimes they hide Luka Dantich. And before that, was yesterday was Dirk Nowitzki. Now, uh, old school Hoosier 2-3 zone is effective in the NBA some of the time. But as the, as the players realize it, suddenly this dribble drive to the basket and it's parting in the Red Sea. So you can protect the player by playing zone, if not zone, out of bounds. But the reality is that it's got to be mono-mono. The way you – if you're slow-footed, so much is the point of pickup of where you pick up either to stop the ball or where do you put, you put your chest numbers on numbers to slow down the player you're guarding. So that's, that's, that's the best way to do it, to hide somebody
1: coach Rudy Gobert the way he plays um, is not necessarily his, his let me put it this way his value isn't necessarily translated into statistics all the time right you, you know they don't count how many guards get into the paint and turn around and run away as soon as they see him you know it's it, it's a little bit more nuanced than that given that uh, do you think he'll ever get the love the appreciation nationally that uh, he certainly feels he deserves
3: no because the people that are doing the voting or doing the commentary, they don't value uh, how impactful defensive players are. And by the way, Rudy's averaging 14.2 points per game. So if you want to say, oh, that guy's averaging 6.7 points per game, you could make that narrative and say he can't score. But Rudy can finish around the basket, especially when they go that a that law, law pass central, I call it, when Joe Ingles co- uh, penetrates and throws a law pass to Rudy and short corner spacing. So... Unfortunately, Jake and Gordon, many of my brothers in the NBA and in the media, don't recognize the impactful parts of defensive players or guys that move the ball. A huge factor also besides Rudy is that he's a great screen setter. So Rudy sets the uh, the NBA... Uh, him and uh, Sabonis, both of them are, are really great uh, screen setters, and that gives Donovan and Michael Conley and the Joe Engels daylight to penetrate and to make plays. So it's very valued being a being a shot blocker, shot alternator,
2: but also as a, as a, a viable screener. So, Gordy, you mentioned Jordan Clarkson uh, maintaining his high level of play. How, how does one accomplish that? Because it seems like at some point, doesn't the law of averages equal out a little bit? Or is there something that he is doing that he can continue to do in order to, to, to play the way he has been, his best season ever? Ever, right. He's having right now, 17.9 points per game. He's the
3: runaway person for the, rookie, uh, excuse me, for, the, uh, for the sixth man of the year with probably Terrence Ross of the Magic being probably second. That should be the voting, if the media, the media votes on that award. What he does, incredible, is that um, he's a ball striker, where he gets the ball in the second side of the floor, and he can strike, either go over the top for the jump shot or finish in a dribble penetration. Also, he's a great foul shooter. People don't realize he's shooting 96.7 from the foul line, 58 for 60. And so that is incredible. And he'd be number one in the NBA if he had more attempts. So is that he can keep it up because the way the Jazz are structured, they absolutely need him, and he is delivered for them, and his teammates respect his game, and that he absolutely shoots forward, never backwards, and that's what you want to do for a 6 man. And he makes the Jazz a unique team and a really uh, absolutely uh, 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 contender for NBA championship because teams don't have guys like him off the bench that are able to come in and and quick start ready to shoot versus get themselves into the flow of the game.
1: Coach, what did you think about uh, Rudy Donovan and, to a lesser extent, Michael Conley going scorched earth on the referees after the Philadelphia 76ers
0: game?
3: Yeah, it was disappointing in a sense that there were some tough calls. It was a physical game. Uh, by the way, That uh, Jake, the 76ers lead the NBA in most free throws attempted per game. So it wasn't like it was surprising. With Joel Embiid first in the NBA in uh, shooting three throws and then put in there Tobias Harris in that game was backing down. So Rudy and, uh, and, um, and Donovan, there was a, a, a level of frustration. There were some calls that went against them, unfortunately. But that's almost like playoff basketball. I'm going to view it as a, as a, a situation, Jake, that – it gets them ready for um, the second half of the season where there will be maybe lesser calls, especially on the road. So here's so it, the reality, Jake. Next week, the Jazz play and uh, the Celtics in Boston. Good team. Jazz are good. The Celts are good. Marcus Smart's been injured. He's coming back probably, next, uh, probably right now. So suddenly Marcus Smart's going to be uh, regarding uh, Donovan Mitchell, and Marcus Smart's a very good defensive physical player. So if I'm Donovan, I'm going to learn from that, and I'm going to get myself ready to go and be able to finish through contact. So the answer is I'm looking at it uh, from a different viewpoint, is that thanks for not giving us the call because now it uh, woke us up and we're ready for the second half.
2: So Gordy, do you think there is some sort of attitude by the refs toward the Jazz? I'm not talking about a conspiracy. That's a distinction Jake kept wanting to make. I'm talking about just an attitude by some of the some of the refs that uh, you know they don't have to they don't have to kowtow to the Jazz the way they do some players, some teams.
3: Okay, I think it was just more of an isolated, very highly emotional and intense game. So, for example. Just say, Jake, for the narrative, just say that Joel Embiid didn't make that unbelievable three point shot against Boyan Bondanovich, the tightest score. Just say that shot was missed. Would Rudy and Donovan say the referees what? Didn't give didn't give us calls?
1: Coach Chiesa is with us ninety seven five and 12 of the zone. Coach, this is a question about the nets here, but Gordon and I have kind of been batting about this today. You know, the Nets don't appear to be much of a defensive club. And we were trying to remember when was the last, if ever, NBA champion that didn't play defense or that was bad at defense? Not average, but bad at defense. And if it's ever happened, can you think of any?
3: No, because even the lesser teams, they're offensive minded, but they would play defense. Yeah. In this scenario, it's really the. They're really, uh, absolutely uh, porous on defense. But by the way, they're first in the NBA in scoring. Yep, and they're really good. Yeah, you know, um, they're really good. And, <laughs> and now by getting Blake Griffin as their fifth man or sixth man at a, uh, a marginal contract, meaning uh, half half of the NBA veteran minimum. So it's 1.2, uh, 1.28 million for, the, for, for basically for a, a six month rental. And that he's going to give them a lift. Now, now he's he's had career lows this year, but it's amazing. Like anything, situation and in whether in life, you get a second chance in season or in school, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, fill the blanks in your career, and that you get rejuvenated. So with the, the Nets, they're saying philosophically, we're going to try to absolutely outscore you in every single playoff game and that there will be an element of defense. And it's ironically, you know, the, the main guys really don't defend well, but they have some guys in their team that actually are a good defensive players, one of being DeAndre Jordan and also a guy named Bruce Brown. Those two, those two guys really actually try to play defense, and they've been very good for them.
2: Gordy, I'm so glad you answered the question the way you did because Jake and I were absolutely we couldn't we couldn't remember a team we, could, we couldn't we couldn't we we searched through our memory banks and couldn't remember a team and if you can't remember one then that uh, makes me feel a little bit better. If I were to ask you this though, let, you are a head coach in the NBA and I can give you a team that is absolutely locked down defend defenders, just great at the defensive end. Or a high-scoring offensive show. Which team would you pick? Are we playing for the
3: championship? That's my Just give me one more one more uh, caveat of that.
2: Let's say let's say playoff uh, situations. I would take the team offensively, and the reason why
3: is that. Usually even if you have so many uh, unbelievable scores, like, say, the Nets do, even if someone's struggling or that the rival guarding, say, Kevin Durant, is really guarding him absolutely well. He's being physical with, with technique. They could swing the ball over to Curry Irving, and he can break down anybody in the world off the dribble, and, you know, or they can give the ball to James Harden, who's playing absolutely great. And, by the way, Joe, Joe Harris leads to the NBA in three-point shooting. And if you want to fight Joe Harris in a game, just, go, just look in the corners. So I would lean towards offense in that scenario. But to be a true champion and uh, be consistent – you have to have offense, especially in the fourth quarter, because the last five minutes of a playoff game, even though the defense is so uh, incredibly uh, powerful, you score most of your points below the foul line extended. So the ability to drive the ball and get to the foul line to make three throws, and that's what makes uh, uh, teams that score uh, points, they score, I call it, tough points, which is not finesse. In playoff games in the last five minutes, you, it's, most of the points are tough points.
1: Coach, I understand you have an All Star related list for us today. I do,
3: Jake. I've been thinking about the All Star game. And, and, and for the listeners right now, let's not forget the Jazz are hosting, meaning Salt Lake City, in conjunction with the Utah Jazz, the 2023 All Star game, which will be the 30th anniversary of the 1993 game, where John and Carl were the co VPs uh, of that game. So with th- this list, Jake and Gordon, is the NBA most popular jerseys to start this season of December 31st, 2020. So it's a baker's dozen. And the learning point about this when I did this list was that all 13 players on this list went, played in the playoffs last season, and some of them were champions, and some of them went deep in the playoffs. So a, a, a huge factor in selling, quote, your jersey globally, if the eyeballs in the playoffs see you play Often, All right, number 13, we all love him. He's from Serbia, from the, from the Nuggets, Nikolai Jokic, number 15. Number 12, from the Brooklyn Nets now, Kyrie Irving, his jersey number is number 11. Number 11, from the Celtics, Kemba Walker, which is surprising, which shows you that he's a, he's a performer in the playoffs. He wears jersey number eight, in case you're, you're, you're a junkie there. Number 10. This, number 10 from the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler, who wears number 22. The ninth best selling jersey in the NBA from the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, he wears number 2. Number 8 from Weaver State via Trailblazers, Damian Lillard, he wears 0. Number 7 from the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant, he wears number. Uh, seven, ironically. Uh, number six, he won yesterday the three-point shooting contest over Michael Conley, where he performed incredible. From the Golden State Warriors, Stephen Curry, he wears number 30. Number five, from the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he wears number 34. Number four, best-selling jersey from the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum wears number zero. Number three, from the L.A. Lakers, he wears El no, Ranick no, also wears jersey number three, Anthony Davis. All right, number two, he's from Slovenia, maybe the best young player in the NBA, Luka Doncic. And how crazy is this, Jake and Gordon? He wears number seventy-seven. I love that one. And number one, we all know him for a long, long time, the number one jersey seller in the NBA, number twenty-three from the L.A. Lakers, LeBron James. Quickly. the the best-selling jersey of all time in NBA history. We all know him from Chicago Bulls, number 23, Michael Jordan.
1: Coach, I know we're up against it a little bit, but I did want to ask you really quick because this has been a tough story. and We haven't talked about it a ton today, but the Jazz family lost a member, a longtime massage therapist. uh, Doug Burrell passed away at the age of 51. The news kind of surfaced uh, yesterday, but uh, I would imagine you had some uh, experience with Doug. He was a pretty neat guy.
3: Yes, he was. For the listeners, Doug Burrell, he came to the jazz, uh, he was formerly Carl Malone's uh, personal massage therapist, and then Carl brought him with him to the Utah Jazz, uh, in the, uh, in the uh, middle 90s, and that, re- he really helped the group, and, we are all saddened by losing, uh, losing him way, way too early right now. I knew him very well. I respected him. He did a great job, and he always had a smile on his face. Yeah. He was always happy uh, talking to people, and I'm sad saying this, and I, I just wish the whole family uh, my condolences.
1: Yeah, here, here, Coach. Mm-hmm. Thank and you sure. very much, Coach Chia. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Peace out. There you go. Our favorite coach, Coach Gordy Chiesa, jumps on with us on Mondays here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up right around the corner, we've got drop of the day. Quick tease, Gordon. You know, everybody's into bad beats. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, kind of a gambling term, but bad beats. Okay. This has got to be one of the worst beats I've ever seen. (laughs) All right? Okay. How's that for a tease coming up? Yeah, I
2: like it. Uh, Did you,
1: real quick, uh, before we we jump out to Matt, did you have any experience uh, with Doug? Uh, That was such a surprise to see that news yesterday. Uh, You know, if you uh, are around practices and games and things with the Jazz, he was a a familiar face, always smiling and such a, a nice human.
2: I just know that many, many members of the Jazz family love the guy. Yep. Absolutely love the guy.
1: Rudy sent so, out a, a really nice picture with the two of them with matching shirts. I thought that that was a, a, kind of a, a, an upbeat um, tribute to him. And, yeah, I, we had a, a company-wide meeting earlier today, as we do every Monday, and everybody was – the whole group was feeling pretty somber about it. So I wanted to yes. give Coach Chiesa a chance to, to talk about it.
2: Yeah, well, I, hope, I hope people always remember people like that yep. because – They're pretty special. All
1: right, let's jump out of the zone phone. Joining us now, our friend from Loan Depot, he is Matt Harrison. And, Matt, I want to jump into this uh, line of credit. Uh, You've been talking a little bit about it, uh, but this sounds so amazing. Let's get into how this thing works.
4: All right, guys. So um, the line of credit within the reverse mortgage space is very, very unique. It is the only line that I am aware of that will actually grow in your benefit. Okay. So it not only just sits there and does nothing, but it's actually growing with interest. So this is how this works. So for those of you that are just joining us in your drive home, reverse mortgages have changed a lot since they were first brought out a couple of pieces on it. You got to be 62 or better. Um, You got to have a lease at 50% ish equity position in your home. And then we can start to kind of go down this road. But the line of credit piece is so fascinating with how it's used. So with the reverse mortgage, there's a lot of different types of mortgages that you can do. But the one we want to focus in on is the one that allows for the line of credit. So this line of credit is going to grow at a half a percent greater than whatever the interest rate happens to be on your loan balance. So if you think about it, um, When you get a reverse mortgage, you don't have to make principal interest payments. That's the benefit of doing, of getting a a reverse mortgage is you don't have to have those. And so that increases your cash flow. But let's say that you have, you know, a thousand bucks, ten thousand bucks, whatever it happens to be sitting in your checking account, making literally 0% in interest. If you make a payment towards your loan balance with this particular reverse mortgage, not only is it going to lower down the loan balance, but it's going to increase your line of credit by that same amount. So if you think about it, you can treat your reverse mortgage like a forward mortgage. So any payment that you make, which again is completely optional to you, is going to lower down the loan balance, increase your line of credit, and that line of credit is going to grow with interest, and you can draw on it at any time for any reason, which is really, really cool.
1: Absolutely. That sounds amazing. And I would guess a lot of people listening are thinking the same thing. So what's the best way to get more info? Okay,
4: guys. So really simple. I'm giving out my cell phone. It's 801-330-2200. 801-330-2200. Send me a text um, or call me. I am sending out free books for anyone that would like to know more information about this program. I also have a website, ReverseOurHome.com. Again, ReverseOurHome.com. And again, I'm passionate about this program. It has changed so much. You know, when you first hear the word reverse mortgage, you can say, oh, I think I know what that is. But I'm guessing you probably don't know how it has changed and why it is such a premium program. And that's my goal is to educate you.
1: All right, so that, uh, get on it. That number again, 801 330 2200, 801 330 2200, or go to reverseourhome.com. Matt, thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, Sounds of Various Clips next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
2: If you missed yesterday's uh, Sounds uh, uh, of Various uh, Clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Woke
0: up this morning with light in my eyes And then
4: realized it was still dark outside It was a light
2: coming down from the sky I don't know who or why. Must be those strangers that come
4: every night. Those saucer-shaped lights put people up tight. Blue, blue,
1: Big shows, time for drop of the day, brought to you today by SNS Roofing. Their huge winter and spring sales event is going on now where you can save thousands on a new roof. Call pound 250 and say SNS Roofing for your free bid. Uh, Gordon you know, Monson, Jake, Jake Scott. Yes, Gordon.
2: Before we get to various sounds or sounds of various clips, um, did did you notice that uh, that Gordy used the term "Baker's dozen"?
1: I did. I did. He uses that a lot. Do you know
2: what? Do you know what Baker's dozen is? Yeah, it's thirteen. Do you know why? It's thirteen. Do you think it's because bakers are bad mathematicians or? No, there's uh, some weird story behind it. I've heard it before, but I don't know what it is. Austin, do you know what it is?
0: I'm guessing this is a complete absolute guess. I haven't looked it up, so I'm probably wrong. But I'm guessing the eggs used to come in cartons of 13.
2: Uh, There are various theories on this, but the one that I remember was that back in uh, earlier times, that if a if a baker was found to be cheating his customers out of, uh, you know, the proper amount of bread uh, because wheat was expensive, if he cheated them, if he shorted them somehow, that he could be uh, flogged for that as penalty. And so they threw in an extra loaf, sometimes up to 14, if I remember the story correctly, where they would uh, to, just to ensure that they, you know, they didn't measure it incorrectly, so they'd throw in extra. Sounds good. To Why me. would anybody
1: possibly care about this? Right, minutely.
2: <laughs> what are you talking about? A lot of our listeners right now can go home and they're at the dinner table and they're talking to their family and they, and they, they, they want to pass along a little knowledge. There you go <laughs> free, free of charge.
0: Couldn't you have saved that for? I don't know. The two hours we give you on Friday.
2: <laughs> All right. Never mind. Let's get to it.
1: Good grief. Because if somebody actually wondered that, they could just Google instead of getting a story that may or may <laughs> not always have anything to now, do with anything.
2: Well, now they don't have to Google they it. They do, it's, though, because uh, you said you didn't know if that was the reason. No, no, no. It is the reason. But uh, there are other theories as well. But I think that's the uh, that's the true one. Huh
1: sounds very can't, can't
2: guarantee it can't guarantee it. truth these days is fast and loose right <laughs>
1: So uh, today's <laughs> drop of the day, Gordo. Uh, I teased it you're as just
2: leaving that hanging out there. Honey. I don't. what, what do just, you? Why don't have no any comment? What? What? Sit with it for a while.
1: The, the, Jake, have I an thought, opinion I on this. Maybe, I,
2: I thought that maybe, they. Uh, maybe, I maybe thought it. it was.
1: It was a bad luck thing, and that they they initially had thirteen, but they <laughs> they put one back in the chicken for good luck.
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
2: I'm going with that. Okay. Uh, no, i <laughs> The good look put, put back. Put back in the chicken. How's that work?
1: I don't know. Use your imagination, Gordon.
2: Well, I don't want a line give my from Christmas Vacation that's, that's... just
0: popped into my head.
2: Can you say it on the air? No.
0: How, where are you going to put a tree that big, Griswold. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that well,
2: works. Well, look, no need, no need to thank me. For, for you know, just dropping all little knowledge. No need. Sorry. Let's
1: get to it. Okay. So I teased it as a bad beat. Maybe the worst beat ever. Uh, but it comes on the, the game that's called Price is Right in a showcase showdown where the idea is to get the price of the showcase as close without going over as possible.
4: Here's what happened. Jennifer, you had a video camera, a home theater, and a Nissan Versa. You bid 23294 Actual price, $23,291. You were over by $3. Jennifer, you know what? Robert, congratulations. Don't over get your problem. Jennifer, I mean, ice cream, whatever, whatever kind of comfort food. $3. Three dollars. I knew I shouldn't have said two ninety four. That was crushing.
2: Three dollars. Man, let's not tell you <laughs> right now. They should have given both of them prizes. Here's, here's uh, that's just too that's too cruel. Okay, if saw, everyone
0: gets a trophy generation. If, if I told Austin this, three
1: dollars. If you're Drew Carey and you flip the card and you see the actual price, just lie. Just, just you know yeah. what? Just, just say, hey, wow, this is the closest we've ever had. It's twenty three thousand two hundred and ninety eight dollars. You made it by four. I mean, like, give it to her. She missed it by three bucks.
0: Oh. The other guy was off, off six grand. You me, mean, you meant to lie yes. and give her the, yeah, give her just, just oh, totally yes. fake up. See, the... I thought, I thought you meant lie and be like, oh, you're fourteen grand over. No, Sorry, I mean, don't... just give it to her. Just flip <laughs> the
1: thing and go. Oh man, I feel bad for this woman. And then just make up the number.
2: Yeah,
1: it's actually twenty four thousand yeah, fifteen dollars. You win. But <laughs> take a little three bucks. And by the way, her guess was what twenty three thousand two hundred and ninety four, and the actual price was ninety one.
2: Ninety one. I agree with you, Jake. I think mercy can. The good book says mercy cannot rob justice. But I, I think in that case, mercy should rob justice. Well, like what's going to happen? Give the some, woman the freaking prize.
1: Some. Producer's gonna come out there. Ah, ah, ah Drew. Actually, stop right there, funny stop man. filming. Drew <laughs> has read the wrong price. This woman actually loses. No, nobody's gonna do that. They're just gonna go
0: along with it and say Drew read the price and forget all about it. Except these prizes aren't given by CBS and Drew Carey. They're given by the the companies that, that own the product. Yeah, but who's doing the math for these games? Some intern somewhere. <laughs> no, it's I not... think they
2: fight the companies, yeah. including yeah. the first intern. Oh no, I think you could have fudged on that one. <laughs> yeah, totally, Oh,
1: man. I mean, it's not the you, you know the
2: well, car. That was, what a heartbreak! What a freaking heartbreak! Give it to her, and if you feel bad about it, then give them both prizes. Well that's what happens you when you get it, it right,
0: right? As
1: you get both showcases, you yeah, win both yeah.
0: showcases. So.
1: Is no, that's only if you're within like 300 bucks or something. Oh, I thought like
0: that. oh okay. So you don't have to get it right on. No. It's just within a certain amount. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I think
1: it's something like that and then you get both showcases, yeah.
2: Wow. So just give that her the is, one. That when you talk about 23 $1,000 and she's 3 bucks off. And it's like six things.
0: Come well, on. you know what? Try harder next time, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't good enough. What do you want me to tell you?
2: Oh, oh she was a lot better than the other if, guy. If
0: NASA was like, oh, we were only three off, then we're, we we'd never make it to Mars, Jennifer. I think there's a little difference between that. it the, to <laughs> him. and the math that has to be done. Well, to, you know, besides, get I think being
2: three off and being and being six thousand off is, you know, that, that would send you toward the sun. It
0: is pretty dumb. That the, the show rules state that this bozo, who was nowhere near Not the stratosphere of correct county, yeah. <laughs> could have bid 50 cents and he wins, and she's $3 over and yeah. she has to go back home with her tail between her legs and be made fun of by me.
2: That, that ain't right. That ain't right. That See, ain't right. I, I'm I telling it. you,
0: I have, a, I have a, an anecdote that
1: compares. I was okay. I was doing in I was filling in for the on on field MC work for the bees, and it was a, a fast pitch event uh, using a, a little kid like a girl that was probably seven. Gordon, I mean I don't know, cause mm-hmm. young, like mm-hmm. just started playing baseball or softball or whatever, competing against Bumble. All right, <laughs> and uh, so the what, girl. What was the game? The see? game is the fast pitch. Who had the fastest? Throw. So they had a radar gun. And, uh, yes. They, right. uh, I, I, in fact, I had the radar gun. And uh, so the girl comes out, and, and she gives it her best, you know, and kind of lobs it in there. I can't remember what it registered on the on the radar gun was, you know, Gordon. But uh, <laughs> I said, oh, good job. You know, she threw this. And then it was Bumble's turn. And good old Bumble just reared back like he was trying out for the Mets. And humped one in there. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, you can hear it go smack and, spack and it hit the hit the hit the mitt. The catcher shaking it's his hand. shaking his hand up. And I look at the radar gun and I go, the little girl wins.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go, well, Caroline. Well, congratulations. The- This catcher is dead because a baseball went through him, but I I
1: can't remember, but I'll tell you what I wasn't going to do and go, well, Bumble threw harder than you, miss. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're crushing.
0: You're going to have to come back next time. (laughs) Try harder next time, little girl.
1: (laughs) What was Bumble doing? I don't know. I thought Bumble was going to throw it backwards
2: or something. That's what and a mascot he, usually he would just
0: do. Rared
1: back and popped one right in there.
2: <laughs> Good for you, Jake. I'm glad you uh, you did what you do so well. You uh, rearranged the truth.
0: <laughs> just made it up. Bumble yeah, gets up there and I'll Ricky von's well. it. Oh my gosh! I thought, geez.
1: <laughs> popped one in there in the '70s, <laughs> which is impressive. Hand it to the, the Bumble. <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody out there really gave the girl such, you know, just applause because she got it to the plate. You know, or it wasn't the plate. But, you know, you, you know didn't bounce it in there. She actually got it in there. And Bumble's everyone was like,
0: yeah, good for her. Di- up <laughs> like, The difference. Move the difference. on over, sister. Let me show you how baseball's done. <laughs> the,
2: the, the difference is that everybody knew you were, you know, changing things. Nobody would have known if uh, if Drew had changed. Uh so good for you jake that takes a, a, bra- <laughs> Just, I'm
1: telling a you, brave man you could hear the steam coming off it Swam! popped
0: right into the glove like oh goodness you know did bumble done, like jake. touchdown celebration dance around the little girl and-
2: jake you should have punched him right in the face No, <laughs> oh,
0: i'm not gonna do
2: that it's fine
0: I especially don't. if the guy's throwing 80 miles an hour
1: huh? <laughs> i mean a little please. 70 year old girl hey i've been to a bunch of bees games bumble has a good time and he, he improves things for lots of kids and he's very popular but in this particular instance i didn't really know what to do i hadn't been given training on this <laughs> i just i just thought you know what this girl needs to not go away empty-handed and what was the price yeah. five dollars off i do store? Know, yeah you know, ice cream or something i had no exactly idea. a, a twenty
2: three thousand dollar car or whatever <laughs>
1: just right. smoked it in there Funk! Oh
2: <laughs> that is a sweet sound isn't it
1: <laughs> I thought to myself boy i guess there's a company softball team get bumble
2: out there but uh, that was quick thinking jake i'm proud of you good for you <laughs>
0: he's hitting the gym i'll never lose to a little girl again <laughs> just sitting
1: there pumping iron and taking steroids. I was just, just so unexpected just because I thought, you know, like, yeah, hey, here's the mascot. Like, I'll throw it into the third row or something and be like, oh, no, the plate's over here, blah, blah, blah.
0: Oh. The ice cream helmet
1: will be mine. <laughs> but, no, he reared back like Warren Spawn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Little Bob Feller, huh?
1: All right, stay Yeesh. tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: Utah's highest-rated, most-listened-to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally-owned Big O Tires for no-credit-needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network.
1: It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, and 1280 The Zone. (laughs)
2: It's been a weird day. Sorry, we've been laughing for about the last hour yeah. now. Yeah. Oh,
1: it's been a strange day. Oh, man. Uh, Gordon, <laughs> we, we did not get to the to really digest the Dak Prescott stuff uh, until, uh, <laughs> because we were jumping into Coach Giazza, your quick reaction to the Cowboys working it out with Dak. Four years, and uh, if it's uh, ba- basically 123 guaranteed, 160 total.
2: That shows you the level of desperation for quarterbacks in the NFL right there. Yeah. I don't know. That's what that's an indication of. I mean, I, you know, early on, I thought Dak was going to really uh, be of value. And, and I'm just, I don't know. I, I'm not sure I'm there for, for just shy of $40 million a year guaranteed for how long? Five? Four. Four. Whew.
1: So, and the first part's going to be around $42 million. I just, I, I get it that quarterbacks are going at a high premium and that if you don't have a quarterback, you're pretty much nowhere. I understand that that's the great challenge in the NFL, but don't you have to try and at least select the right player to do that for? Man. I, I, and maybe I'm underselling Dak. To... I don't know. He, he wins a lot of games, but, geez, I just, I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you 100% on that one. I I I don't know. That's quite a commitment for somebody that uh, I'm not sure has convinced that many people that uh, he's going to be worth it. Uh,
0: Plus, in the NFL, you can just franchise him. Well, he knows all about that. Yeah. Would you rather have Dak for the next four years or Russell Wilson for the next one?
2: Russell Wilson.
0: Even if it costs you whatever the penalty is in the league for going over the cap?
2: Hmm. Yeah, it depends on how much it's going to be. What if he
0: comes and retires after one season, and then Dak goes on somewhere else and wins the whole thing and wins an MVP?
2: How old is Dak now?
0: Well, he's still young. I mean, he's still late twenties.
2: Yeah, man, I, I just yeah, At least that's a good question, Austin. But uh,
0: twenty-seven, he'll uh, be twenty-eight in July. Yeah, so he's still young. He's still got a bunch of. Years so he
2: he could he could round up. He, he could he could do all right. I. But that's but all right. That's not what you're that, aiming for, right? Yeah, I mean, when I heard that contract, those numbers kind of blew me away.
1: Well, it's certainly his turn, you know. I mean, I get it. the The next contract up is going to be the next biggest one, with the exception of Mahomes, of course. But I just, I would be a little more selective about that. I think that's the lesson you learned from what the Rams did with Jared Goff. I really do. Can't give that to him unless you're sure.
2: Well, if I'm if I'm hearing those kind of numbers, and I'm a college quarterback, I'm working double time to see if I can, you know, because if a team drafts the right quarterback out of college uh, and gets them him at a uh, a decent price, and he's able to perform, uh, when your your alternative is to pay a guy like Dak forty million dollars a year, uh, that's that's tough.
1: All right, let's jump out to the Zone phone. We'll get to more big show coming up right around the corner, but uh, joining us now, our friend from The Lone Depot, he is Matt Harrison. And, uh, Matt, let's talk about this, because, you know, I've got family members that are a little bit older. They own, uh, you know, their home free and clear, but they want to move out. Maybe, you know, downsize, warmer climate, that sort of thing. How can this uh, program you're talking about benefit them?
4: Yeah, that's a great question. So, and this is where this program really shines. So if you're, if you're, if you're out there and you're driving around or listening and, and you're thinking, gosh, you know what? I think I might want to to change the home that I'm living in and move into something different. Um, this program allows for you to be able to to, to retain more of your money. Um, if you're going to buy something and go straight across, so if you buy, if you sell at four hundred thousand, and you want to buy something at four hundred thousand. You can save more of that money and, and either put it into your checking savings account or line of credit, however you want to do it. But it allows for you to not have to use as much, but it also allows you to upsize to what you're looking at. So this this program, when you use it to purchase, it, if you use the rule of 50 percent. Now, we've already talked about some of the, the pieces to this that you have to have first. You have to at least be 62. If you're married, at least one of you does. Um, this has to be a primary residence. and but, but from there, let's say that you sell your house, you know you're going to have $300,000 off of the sale. You can take that $300,000 and buy up to around $600,000 and still not have to have a principal or interest payment. The beautiful piece about this reverse mortgage program. Now, again, you own the house, not the bank. Principal and interest payments are going to be optional to you. If you do make them, obviously, we've talked about the line of credit. We will not have time to go back into that. But, you know, this is going to allow for you to get into a home that you really want for your later years in life. Whether it's upsizing, downsizing, getting into a home without stairs, this is going to allow for an option that um, is going to be very, very attractive to you. And I've made it really simple, guys, right, to be able to, to reach out to me. So cell phone. Again, 801-330-2200. I'm sending out free books. Um, So just send me a text. You can also visit my website, reverseourhome.com. Again, reverseourhome.com. Gordon, Jake, it's been awesome hanging out with you guys today as always. And again, my goal is to help as many people as I can.
1: Matt, it's always great when you can drop by the show. Thank you very much.
4: I appreciate you. Take care.
1: All right, that number again, uh, give Matt a call today. Find out what he can do for you, 330 2200. That's 330 2200. Or go to his reverse mortgage information page at reverseourhome.com. That's reverseourhome.com. More big show next 97 5 and 1280 The Zone. A big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 975, and 1280 the zone. Ah, Gordon, it's
0: been a good Monday, buddy. Mondays yeah, I like we Mondays. Got... We've got a lot to talk about.
2: <laughs> we've had a lot, a lot of fun today. If so, you had to uh, start a mascot
0: in game seven of the World Series on the mound, <laughs> Bumbles your guy. Bumbles the one. That goes back to our five thirty <laughs> segment.
2: Sounds of various yeah. clips. Uh, we've been laughing about that story. Just a ever flamethrower. Since. A mascot going up against a seven year old. Got a girl. howitzer on that right shoulder. <laughs> By the way, that
1: was not my only mishap from that one time I filled in on a bees game. <laughs> there was this one bit where, like, you're doing—I can't remember. Oh, it's best seat in the house, where the RC Willie puts the 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 Lazy Boys or whatever up there, and you have to go up there with the people in the best seat in the house and, and interview them. Well, I didn't know like this is—I didn't know there was a camera really involved, right? So you're <laughs> supposed to like look at the camera and do an interview, like. With the camera, like you were on TV, not with the audience. I, I'm just looking out into the audience, and I'm all these people with the best seat in the house, everyone. And meanwhile, you see me on the board, like looking like a complete lost idiot, like I don't even know where I'm at. You <laughs> just know, wandering, like, just wondering, through the what stands? Hey, everybody turning around, <laughs> putting my back to the camera, like, Hey, this is Bob, who's
0: got the best seat in the house. Yeah, <laughs> camera, meanwhile, bad. is getting a good angle of your backside. Yeah, meanwhile, the camera's like. What is this moron best doing? seat in the house i've <laughs> seen better seats than what that
2: guy's got there speaking of which Jake, what's the worst promotion you've ever seen that
1: actually b- became into an existence cuz that whole uh, yeah. what, hourglass night thing for the the raptors well there was terrific.
0: there was one in uh, either sacramento or fresno last year where they all you could eat the, the whoever could eat the most tacos in a minute and the guy Somebody choked passed. and died yeah,
2: yeah. oh my gosh
0: Are you kidding we did not sports Oof. report that story there, Ross. Well, the mascot won. So.
2: <laughs> what's, what's well, it didn't get any worse than what happened they... in
0: Sacramento,
1: you know? Beat
2: that, yeah, They have a fatality they... on their record. <laughs> didn't they used to Sorry. have, like, a uh, a hot tub night over at uh, the old uh, hockey games here in <laughs> Salt Lake? The, uh... You yeah, wish they, they did. Came, no, I think they did back in the day.
1: Yeah, until someone right, drowned. Well, well, Can you imagine somebody's game ops department, you know, when they're when they're, you know, putting out the stats on on how good of a job they're doing, you know? And guess what? Zero fatalities. <laughs> they have got, got a
0: big grease board this many days since our last That's fatalities. So... <laughs>
2: well turn that died? to zero. Nobody <laughs> died, right died this down, year, fellas. Zero. Nice job.
0: Good work. So not a funny thing to joke. No, why about. are you laughing?
1: I should not be. Oh, I remember when I made that joke when we had the person fall through our ceiling in the...
0: Days <laughs> since someone fell through I the ceiling. I made a
1: sign that said days without an accident.
0: Well, you, Zero. Left. <laughs> you left, but it happened again here. It did? It's happened twice in it
2: this very studio. Twice. Yeah. One,
1: once more significantly than the other, but we should probably not be talking about this. No, <coughs> never legal. mind. Yeah. Erase that.
2: Hypothetical.
0: never happened. Erased. Chad Bun didn't fall through the no, ceiling. No,
1: it didn't happen. All right, uh, Gordon, you enjoy your evening, buddy. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, everybody, have a good one. This is the big show, ninety seven, five and twelve, eighty of the zone.